0: Michelle Constant on SAFM.
1: So there have been a lot of conversations uh, over the last few months, just specifically around COVID-19. And I think that in many ways what it's done is it's uh, focused us away from other issues that continue. And one of those issues are of course uh, the issue of climate crisis and environmental justice. And how do we uh, start to center stage that? Because we will be moving into a new world post this pandemic, or even if it becomes endemic in society. And we need to start thinking about how do we address issues of climate and environment. On the line was with us is Dr Jenny Hall, who's a senior lecturer in the Faculty of Law at the University of Johannesburg. Dr Hall, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Morning Michelle and thank you for inviting me onto the show and morning to your listeners.
1: Dr. Hall, let's go into the conversation around uh, what is on the periphery of uh, the pandemic. And that is obviously currently at the moment, the issue of the climate, climate crisis, also environmental justice. How do we shift that to center stage at a time like this?
0: Well, unfortunately, it shouldn't be on the periphery, uh, Michelle. So, an interesting comment that that you made that what we need to do is get back into mainstreaming the environment. Um, You know, it's only a few short months ago that we had climate activists all around the world and Greta Thunberg became household names. And what we ended up only in December was um, a really disappointing result from the United Nations Conference on Climate Change, where our leaders simply didn't have the appetite to make change. And I think with COVID, what we're seeing is people can make changes and we can make them abruptly. We can shut down whole economies. We can learn to social distance and get a whole new uh, vocabulary around that. So what we need to do is seize the opportunity of the learning from COVID and, and take that into the new economy and the new world that everyone is talking about and make sure that we address climate change. You know, the scientists are saying we only have about 10 years or less left to really grasp um, climate change and to deal with it. Otherwise, we are looking by 2050 by having 500,000 lives lost. Yeah.
1: You know, Dr. Hall, I I understand exactly what you're saying, and and it was something, I suppose, in in a different context that uh, Dr. Imtia Suleiman was saying yesterday in an interview was about how one looks holistically at um, the challenges that we're currently facing. And and specifically, he was talking about the economy, but also about health, etc. And yet uh, part of that triumvirate, I think, should in fact be about this new space that we work into and we focus on climate and environment. And yet I wonder if, (laughs) as human beings, if we're capable of focusing on so many issues. It's, it's a challenge and it has been a challenge for a long time, which is
0: probably why we find ourselves in the space we're in because yeah. the environment has been almost a cinderella issue and i think what we've had in society society is we feel we have to make a choice between this or that all the time and um in a developing country context like ours what you hear is is people saying we don't have the luxury we need to get the economy going we need to get people jobs and and fed therefore the environment can work what we're seeing is it's no longer an option and humans are enormously adaptable and we have to remain adaptable and incorporate things like the environment. You know, as we speak, we've got ESCOM um, indicating that they might renege on their World Bank contract and not include um, equipment into their new plants, which would reduce emissions. And we, this is in a context where we know that people die. So with COVID, mm. we are very anxious about the number of deaths from respiratory diseases. But we have those in our society all the time. These are not new issues, and those need to be given the same attention um, as COVID do. And when we talk about what I think what COVID has done is really highlighted a sort of disjunction between rich and poor and Absolutely. how they are able to respond um, to things like COVID and serious crises like weather events and, and so on. And addressing those issues, environment must be part of it. We can't say to poor people that we have a Bill of Rights in the Constitution, but for you, you need to choose between eating or your health from yeah,
1: absolutely. So, so, you know, Dr. Hall, um, uh, what is interesting is that you sit in, in, in a position – of um, in the Faculty of Law at the University of Joburg which does mm. talk to the concept of justice and the environment mm. and I wonder if you could maybe just tease that apart a little bit for us and also maybe just talk to us about how we as citizens who aren't in those spaces of, of and I'm putting this in inverted commas but in those spaces of speaking um, speaking truth to power who aren't as easily able to do that how do we resolve that
0: um, there, there's two questions
1: that, yes. that you've
0: asked. I think when we when we speaking about environmental justice, what we mean is something like the environmental right. That's you know, when we when we fought for our constitution and negotiated the rights, we saw environment as being important enough to include that. And those rights must apply to all people. So in in the context of our country, um, the impact of environmental hardship hits the poor twice as hard. Um, if we look at something like flooding events that happen, yeah. South Africa is often known more for its drought than its flooding. But the floods in KZN, I think in 87, 85, somewhere around there, are ranked in the top 50 of the world. The floods last year were ranked in the top 10. And what we see is the poor are less resilient um, to be able to adapt to those things. You know, middle class people who were flooded typically have insurance. And they can recover. Whereas when you're a poor person, it can have an intergenerational impact. And what we see when we're looking at coal-fired power stations and so on, it's the poor that often live close to the factory thing. Yep. So they're getting the double impact. So what we're saying is everyone in the country has an equal right to enjoy equality um, of life. And now I've forgotten your second question. Well, the Sorry. second question
1: is <laughs> is actually about that everyone. It's like how do we as the everyone, and I'm not talking about we, me necessarily, because as you say, I, I have access to insurance and things like that. But how do we access that right? And um, as a citizen, how do we engage with what is 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 all right. When it comes to climate, I think we have to make
0: it part of our daily story and demands, um, yeah. and make it a lot more visible. You know, we see internationally how young people are are standing up and saying. Older generations, you are letting us down and this is our inheritance and they're starting to protest and and so on. And, and so what we're needing is, in our society is for people to put that on the agenda of their priorities in the yeah. same way as they do with other things. So, you know, for example, when we come to election time, how many... Uh, of our political parties stand on their platform with an environmental agenda or a yep. climate change agenda. You know, if you look at the elections in the states at the moment, but when you had all those Democrats lined up on stage, they would have debates solely devoted diver- uh, to candidates' um, approach to climate change. In in our country, we tend to deprioritize environment, whereas to me, it should be right up there with, with food um, mm. Access to basic services like water and so on.
1: Yeah. So, if people are interested in learning more about uh, the work that you're doing, how do they get uh, hold of you? How do they read up more? Give us some ways to access information.
0: Um, sure. There's there's a lot. Um, I think. Daily Maverick now has a Burning yeah, Planet section where people expressing opinions and writing op-eds and things, which is good. You have a Center for Environmental Rights who has a very good, um, website where they follow litigation and they, they initiate a lot of litigation typically for, for poorer communities. And then you have NGOs like Earth Life Africa, Groundwork, um, also have websites and various offices and, and tend to work more on the ground and, um, very good at, at unpacking what
1: environmental issues mean to you as an individual and what you can do about it. I know there's a fantastic um, online website called The Conversation as well, and they always have great stuff about the environment. Really, really fascinating stuff. Dr. Jenny Hall, thank you so much for joining us and uh, giving us some insights into the space that you're working. Senior lecturer, ...in the Faculty of Law at the University of Johannesburg and focusing on the fact that uh, we're stuck in a bit of a triumvirate of uh, issues. The one, of course, is the economy. The other one is, of course, health. And the third one is the one that we cannot afford to forget as we move forward, which is the climate crisis and the amount of time and the urgency that we need to have with regards to how things are shifting and changing... We are going to be moving to our youth education program, which is supported by um, SA, S, SABC. Oh, sorry. Which is um, supported by SABC Education. But before we go there, I'd just like to remind you is that at about seven thirty-five, we have Dr. Helen Reese. Prof. Helen Rees, let's uh, give her her due due credit. Uh, she's the executive director of the Vits Reproductive Health and HIV Institute at the Wits University, and uh, she does respond to a bunch of your frequently asked questions. We brought some in from last week that you were asking, but if you have any more, you are welcome to then go. And send us either as an SMS or as a WhatsApp, however you'd like to do it, questions, frequently asked questions around COVID-19, the pandemic, as we move forward to potentially uh, what we hope will be lockdown stage three.